0: Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to go to thecvpn.com and uh, check into all nine of the podcasts that we have over there. You can subscribe to any one of them. There's a whole mess of wonderful education that you can get there. Chris Voss Podcast Network.com. You can also go to YouTube dot com forward slash Chris Voss hit that bell notification you can see all the wonderful videos we have of all the wonderful books authors speakers trainers CEOs all the different people that have been on the Chris Voss show over the years there's over 500 episodes on the Chris Foss show, the podcast. So you can go there. You can learn so much. And besides, you know, uh, you're sitting around at home. Why not educate yourself? You might learn some great things to start a new business career or all sorts of good stuff. And we have a wonderful guest today that can maybe help you with some of the issues that are coming with this uh, pandemic that we're dealing with right now. Give you some ideas, motivate you, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, her name is Amira Alvarez. She is the founder and CEO, of the unstoppable woman, It's a global coaching company helping entrepreneurs, empire builders, athletes, creatives, and rising stars in all fields, uh, helping them achieve their dreams and goals in record time. As someone who's made a quantum leap, going from barely making six figures to making $700,000 in one year, then on to seven figures, She has lived to tell about it, and she knows exactly what tactical strategies and mindset shifts are required to get out of your own way, live life on your own terms, and master the art of achieving any goal that you set your mind to. All right. Welcome to the show, Amir. We're glad to have you on. How are you doing today?
1: I'm super. How are you, Chris?
0: Awesome sauce. So give us some of the plugs where people can look you up on the interwebs while we're uh, going through the interview here today.
1: Sure. Of course. So the best place to find me is the unstoppable That's our website. And you can find lots of resources there. If you go to the unstoppable slash free stuff, tons of uh, resources for people. And then the unstoppable com slash listen is our podcast. And of course you can find us on all the podcast channels. Uh, we got some great content for people uh, in those two places. And then all the social media channels either under Amira Alvarez or the Unstoppable Woman. Check it out.
0: Awesome sauce. And so you've got all this great stuff on there. And this is uh, great for people right now that are uh, thinking about doing some changing in their lives, uh, kind of being forced upon them by what's going on with the coming uh, sort of recession, depression we're moving into. Uh, and it's going to create some opportunities for people that want to do some different things. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's to give us a little bit of background on yourself, uh, where you came from, what brought you here and uh, what motivated you to become the unstoppable woman.
1: absolutely so here's my story in a nutshell great upbringing nice middle class upbringing this is not a, a rags to riches story by any means but i was someone who was playing by the rules i was you know getting the good grades went to the good college worked hard got the good job all of that you know stuff that we have uh, been been told is to is what's going to help us have a great and amazing life and Sure enough, I had a really, really good life, but there was always something inside of me that was like, oh, I, I'm made for more. I want more. I want to create something of huge impact, help the world, all of this stuff. And yet I was stuck working my ass off 12, 14, 16 hour days and It's not that I don't believe in diligence or putting the effort in. Anyone who's an entrepreneur, anyone who's trying to go do something great in this world, whether you're working for a corporation or you have your own personal goals, you have to put the effort in. Diligence is part of it. But I was working really hard and I had this like light bulb moment where I was like, I cannot double my work hours to double my income. Like that was just not going to work. Right. Like, it it was like little, you ooh, have to sleep
0: thing. and eat, you know, every now and then.
1: Absolutely. Sorry. I've got something in here. Um, and it was like a, this light bulb moment. It was like a face palm thing. Like, come on already. Like this, this isn't going to scale. Like I can't, I can't do this. So yet when I looked out there, in the greater world, there were people who had massive levels of success and everyone deci- de- defined success differently, whether it's in your relationship, your health, your finances, whatever, um, you know, rubric you're using. I was really leveled out at good, but not great. And how was I going to take it to the next level? I, the two things I had were like, I'm smart and I work hard. But I had been smart and I'd been working hard all my life and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't shifting. And I kept going back and back. Like it was like hitting your head against the wall. Like I kept going back to these two things. I knew I could be an intellect and I could work really hard and sort things out. But anyways, at that point I was like, okay, I have to wake up here. This isn't working. And I went and I searched for what, create success. And I studied from people and I went in, in a deep dive and then I really applied the stuff that I was learning. And that year I went from 138 to 700 K. Mm-hmm. And I share that because I think it's important for people to hear that it's possible. It doesn't yeah, happen much, for everyone.
0: Yeah. yeah. Potential <laughs> you know? Where the sky is, you know, you can yeah. work hard and you can be smart, but the key is, is to Work smart.
1: Yeah, and it's work smart, and it's 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 see you have to see things differently than you've been seeing them. Mm-hmm. You can't use the same lens to do the to, to do it differently than you've mm-hmm. always been using. And I think this is pertinent, Chris, to you know your intro and what we were talking about about like the COVID nineteen pandemic and what's happening for people and how it's impacting people. And they're using the same lens that they've always used to approach what's happening right now. And you have, I mean, it's a little overused, like you have to pivot. And it's true, you do have to pivot. But the truth is, you have to start seeing the world differently, using a different belief structure uh, in order to see different opportunities that are here right now that that have been invisible to you up until now. Yeah, most sense.
0: people most people just get trained. They're just like, uh, hey dad, what do I do now? Uh go to college. Uh what do you know? I, I got to college. Uh get a job. You know, most people just have this mindset that they're trained, unfortunately, from their their poor parents. Um, that, you know, you just get a job and then you uh hope for the best. <laughs> And, and it's uh, like you
1: give your power over to yeah. the, the outside world.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then you're just, you're just their puppet at that point. Cause you're just like, you know, and I'll meet people and I'll be like, so you lost your job. And they're like, you yeah, lost my job. What are you going to do? I'm going to get a new job. So you got to go beg someone for a job. I mean, I don't mean to put it that necessarily that way, but it's real. I mean, it's kind of what it is. Um, I mean, I can't err. Imagine asking someone for a job. Would you like, would you like to hire me? Cause I know what they're going to say. They're going to say, no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the uh, Have you seen yourself lately, Chris? Have you seen your resume, sir? You, you've owned your own company since 18. You're, we're not going to hire you. You don't have any, you're not, you're not good as a worker bee. <laughs> That's what they're going to tell me. Um, but no, you're right. And And it And what you show there and going from, I think you said 138,000 a year to upwards of 700 and then beyond that, uh, it really shows that the, the potential of what you have, and of course, one of the great things about being self-employed is you get other people to work for you, and you expand your you know the people that are uh, getting you blasted out and and uh, doing it, and that's really the exponenti- uh, exponentiating factor that that makes it awesome. Because I remember sitting around my company when we got to 100 employees, and I'm like, damn, this is pretty cool. I got 100 employees doing all my work. So I think I'm going to go golfing today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> leverage there.
0: Leverage, there you go. That's the word yeah. we're looking for. Leverage. So you've built a uh, great speaking career. Uh you've got your podcast. It's got a lot of great information on it. And g- give us a rundown of of what you do for for people yourself and your clients.
1: Sure, of course. So fundamentally, I help ambitious driven people who have hit some sort of plateau in their life or business reach their big fricking goals. Like what they think is impossible or what they think is going to take 30 years to, to actually do it in, in a shorter amount of time. So close the gap in time. And the majority of my clientele are entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners, though I work with people in all fields and all industries and and people who work in corporations as well and but the the commonality is they know that they 're hitting an upper limit in their lives and it 's uncomfortable it 's not what they want; they can see what they want, they can describe what they want, but they keep hitting this invisible block where they they can 't move p- past this plateau and they, there's a story behind it that they make up to explain why. And yet excuse. when the, you know, yes. I, so I'm going to say, yes, it's an excuse, but it's also the way our brains work. Okay. Can I, can I riff on that for a moment? Go Chris? For it. Okay. So some of your listenership will know this already. And some of it, this will be new. So we have a subconscious, our subconscious is, our subconscious mind, it's one job in this world is the maintenance of the individual, mean, meaning its job is to keep you alive, okay? That's it. And if it thinks that you are doing something you've never done before, i.e. change, grow, do something new, scary, different, it's gonna find whatever reason you will agree with, not something that seems ridiculous, but something that's very very, very like acceptable and reasonable to you for you not to do that. It will convince you that this is not a good thing for you to do. So you never change, even though consciously you think I need to do this in my business. I need to do this in my business. I need to do this in my life. I know what I need to do, but you're not acting on it or you're finding a bunch of other things to do, or you're saying you don't have the money or the time or the, you know, your parents need you or your kids need you or whatever it is. There's always something. And then you realize you're in the same place and it's two years, three years, four years later.
0: Yep. Yep. I think that's going on with my book I'm writing right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> the truth is.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, you know, we all have these belief systems that we establish in life. And like you say, we have these, uh, I think I remember Tony Robbins years ago calling it the thermostat system uh, or, or was uh, somebody in that genre. Of yeah. self motivation, where where you know your your brain, your subconscious mind, kind of keeps you at that thermostat level where you're comfortable. And if you kind of get uncomfortable, or you know, like you, you talked about, how you you kind of throw some stuff at you. Like a lot of times when people go on diets, their body goes, "Wait, are you trying to kill us? Uh, you're you're not eating here. This uh, die has diet has the word die in it. I'm trying to what's going on, man? We're going to make you hungry." Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so and so we have to keep resetting those levels and adjusting them. And that's what people like you do is they they work with people, they coach them, they, they help them, they they take a look. Because one of the things we do when we establish these belief systems, we establish a lot of scotomas where we create blind spots where we Correct. don't see what's blocking us. Yeah. And we and hit up against those.
1: Absolutely. That thing that you're talking about that you're referencing, it's called your cybernetic mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's like a thermostat or you know, think of it, here's a really great way of seeing it. So you have a rocket ship and it's going to the moon, right? You've set the GPS for the moon. Okay. Well, there's a mechanism in that rocket that will go a little bit left, a little bit right. If it goes too far to the left, it will come back to the center. If it goes too far to the right, it'll come back to the center and it will always reach its target. Okay. Now your self image, who you see yourself as, which was set when you were very very young okay when your mind was an open fishbowl to to your environment and you didn't have the ability to reject the things outside of you you could you were you were meaning making machine and you were trying to make the best sense of what was happening to you and you created this meaning and let's say it's uh a common one is like i'll always be disappointed right because yeah. you 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 asked mommy for something or you asked daddy for something and they have money problems so they say you know money doesn't grow on trees and like who do you think you are asking for that or whatever it is you Mm -hmm. know and and so you have this thing i can't ask for what i want i'm always going to be disappointed if i ask for something comes out in a lot of different ways that's just a simple example so now Mm -hmm. you have a self-image that says i'm always going to be disappointed
0: i shouldn't ask for what i want and a self-fulfilling prophecy
1: well that's exactly right because your subconscious Is then that cybernetic mechanism. Here's your here's the goal. It knows I'm always going to be disappointed. I can't ask for what I want. And anytime you start asking for what you want, it's going to be like, nope. You know, like if you start going this way, it's going to say no, 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 no. If you start reaching your sales goals, right? And you're not disappointed anymore, the next month you're not going to reach your sales goals because you've gone way too far above your set point. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. And you start doing stuff to sabotage, and you know that it's it's always it's always fun. So you help work with clients, help coach them. Uh, do they work with you one on one? Do you have a team? Uh, how does that work?
1: Yeah, lots of different ways. So i I work with people in groups, high level masterminds, okay. and and then I also work one on one with people in immersion programs and private coaching, mm-hmm. VIP days, and. Uh, both work extremely extremely well and it sort of depends on what the person is really looking for and what kind of support they need and what kind of where where they're going what they need in terms of what the best fit is
0: and 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 a coach is just like a consultant and a lot of times we can't see what what are they called scotomas, which are blind spots that we have where we don't really realize what's interfering with us or holding us back and so it helps to have that third party who comes in and goes well here it is right here there you go. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I used to always tell my uh, people in my company, I don't care whose idea it is. I just want the great idea to innovate or create or, or make the difference or make something work better. Um, uh, but being able to have that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Brain, that brain source, brain, um, group of people that can come to you and go, here's some better ways to do some stuff that you haven't noticed. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great way to do it. So you also have a three day summit too, that you take and do. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So the summit is the next one is happening in November. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah. Like, um, hopefully, uh, that's going to be in San Diego. It's called the unstoppable Women's summit. And we go, it's three days. We go through how to really ex- like claim your big goals, and execute on them. How do you bridge the gap from where you are now to where you want to be and find the fastest path to that and really get out of your own way and start recognizing where those blocks are and moving through them.
0: And one cool thing you had on your, uh, on your website, this stuck out at me. uh, Well, you had a whole lot lot of details on the podcasts and webinars and digital workshops you're doing uh, uh, different things like how to make more income, uh, how to make it, an income breakthrough, increasing your focus and your bottom line, how to make the impossible possible, increase your sales or conversions, stop playing small. Your dreams require more of you. Uh, true influence requires self-ownership. And then you had 15, um, let me see if I can pull it up here, 15 different ways uh, to take in uh, become a better person, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to find it here on my list. You probably name it better than I can
1: is it is it the become unstoppable
0: yeah yeah 15 ways to become unstoppable yeah. i must have clicked on something and yeah. moved away from it uh so you have a lot of great resources the podcast and everything else um uh what are some of the some of the the 15 ways that you can uh that you can utilize to uh become better at what you do here it is the 15 ways to become unstoppable yeah uh, number 1 is uh become a quick decider that's a great thing to take and do. This is your blueprint.
1: Yeah. Do you want me to speak to that?
0: Yeah, if you would, please.
1: Sure. So I think this is one of the fundamental things that like when I, when I watch people who are successful, they decide quickly and they change the, They don't change their mind very often. They might course correct. Like they have their big goal, but they might, and they might course correct the small little details on how to get there, but they decide on what they want and they go do it. And whether that's like, hiring someone, uh, investing in something going, they, 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 someone invites them to do something. They say, yes, they're, they're like, they, they see the opportunity and they immediately say yes to it. And part and parcel of this, Chris is trusting yourself. Most people don't trust themselves. They don't actually um, know how to make a good decision for themselves. So mm. then they, they don't decide and they slow down with their decision-making process and they go into the pros and the cons and three weeks, three months go by. Heck, that opportunity is long past at that definitely,
2: point. Definitely, definitely. Okay?
1: So really you, you have to learn how to decide quickly and you have to learn how to plug into your intuition and start trusting yourself.
0: And you just, you just have to go for it most times. I mean, you, you do have to be smart sometimes about how you do it, but you know, i met people that they spend years making a business plan and you'll be like, Hey, how's that business going? Uh, I'm still working on the plan. It's like, you've been doing that for five years. but It's going to be the perfect plan. <laughs>
1: yeah and here's the thing it's not actually because the moment you start going into action and putting it in into on the field of play you will notice actually this is a weakness or this needs to be built or we need to course correct around here and the clientele don't need this they need this and that plan's going out the window in three months once it's put on the the field of play. Not entirely, but much of it.
0: It know. definitely happens. I mean, I, it's, uh, I've seen it in my crazy stories. Uh, people have heard on the podcast here. Um, number two, move towards the resistance.
1: Oh, that's a good one, Chris. Doing
0: Should I the go for things, it? Yeah, go for oh, it.
1: Okay. Oh, you can finish reading. Sorry, doing the things you down.
0: fear and the things you don't want to.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing when you are going to change and become more and make faster decisions and close the gap on time and, and you're just like amping up your experience of life, you will know what to do. And then you'll be like, no, 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 no. no. I, I don't want to do that. Whether it's, you know, sometimes it's making sales calls. Sometimes it's putting yourself out there on social media. Sometimes it's, um, you know, writing that, that, uh, proposal, right? There's something that you're resisting. You're procrastinating over. Go do that thing. That's actually the thing that you need to do. The resistance shows you that's where you need to move towards, not away.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of a signal that's where, you know, you're being held back, maybe?
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what it's how your subconscious is getting you to stop, quite This frankly. one I
0: like that a lot of people are uh, kind of afraid to do. Number three, pick up the phone. Yeah, I mean, you you can send emails to people. Like I used to meet people, and I'd be like, "Hey, uh, are you still out of that job?" And they're like, "Yeah, man, I haven't gotten any work." And I'm like, "Well, where did you apply?" And they're like, ah, "I faxed like twenty, you know, thirty faxes." And you're like, "Did you ever fall off? You like call or anything, <laughs> or just you just kind of thought that manna would fall from heaven if you sent thirty faxes." Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: You're dating yourself, Chris, with the fact. Oh my God! I'm
0: telling you, and my <laughs> audience thinks that. I'm 20. Uh, yeah. But no, picking up the phone uh, is a great way, especially with emails, because a bunch of we do so much emailing. So much of it ends up in people's spam boxes. It's not even funny. Invest in yourself. Buy the thing. Go to the event. Hire the next level team member. Upgrade your systems. Elevate your wardrobe or environment. Invest in yourself. That's a good tip.
1: Absolutely. So I think people have a lot of money stories, right? They they get caught up in like, I'm going to run out of money. I don't have the money to do this. Is it going to have good return on investment? And I'm not advocating for not looking at your cash flow or or making smart decisions. But oftentimes, I mean, the the adage you have to, you know, spend money to make money is is not entirely untrue. Like you have to be smart about it, but you also can't beat yourself up for making mistakes. Like how, how many team members have you hired that have not worked out? Right? Like, like it's, and you, it's like one of the hardest things to do. You do all the due diligence and you, you think you, you've asked all the right questions and you get the good vibe. And then you're like, Oh, that didn't work. And you've spent time and effort and energy and money on this person. And yet You had to do that in order to get to the next person who then is like the spot on team member who's incredible. And that person then helps you grow your business, your life, all of that. And it's true whether it's team members or like for me, a lot of my stuff was around, I'm not worthy of, you know, flying first class. I'm not worthy of, let's go even before that. Let's, let's not even go to that place. Let's go to, I'm not worthy of paying for manicure. Mm -hmm. Okay like $45, like I would not spend money on myself. Mm-hmm. And yet that was so much a part of my path into stepping into, you know, being someone I really enjoyed being. Like I wanted to to look good and feel good and all of that, but I wasn't willing to expend the time or energy or money on it. Mm-hmm. And maybe a manicure isn't what you want or what another woman wants or whatever, but it was important to me and I wasn't willing to do it. So yeah. I had to learn how to invest in myself,
0: and there's self care too. I mean, you've got to take care of yourself on the ride. Um, the uh, you know, you've got to you've got to protect your investment because you are, especially if you're an entrepreneur, your number one investment. And so, feeling good, uh, you know, being able to take care of the things that you want, and being able to take care of yourself are important. And of course, you're the image of your business as well. Uh, reframe experience, as Napoleon Hill often says, opportunity. Comes disguised in the form of misfortune or temporal, temp, te- temporal. <laughs> uh, evidently, I, uh, one of my scotomas is spelling. Opportunity often comes disguised in the form of misfortune or temporary defeat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's temporal, it's temporary. temporary. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. Um, this is such a big one for people, and I sort of touched on this a little bit already you're going to make a mistake. You're going to make a thousand and one mistakes. you're going to make 10,001 10 mistakes. Billion. You know, it's like, this is the human experience. And if you judge yourself and say, you are horrible, wrong, bad, shameful, and feel guilt around every mistake that you make, you will keep yourself from ever trying something again. It will mm-hmm. stop you. And so you really have to look at it. And it's not to say you don't learn from your mistakes or, or uh, take responsibility or, or ownership at them. Absolutely. You want to do that. But then you also have to look and you have to see, well, what in this experience can I learn from? What's going to help me grow? What's the opportunity here? Because there's always a huge opportunity within everything. So it's a big one for me.
0: Number six is closing the gap on time. Uh, Similar to number one, making decisions quickly, uh, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. You get them right.
1: Yeah. So here's one of the things that I'm constantly working with my clients on because it's a scotoma. It's that blind spot. Okay. They'll say something like, okay, yep, I'll do that. I'll call them next week. I'm like next week. How about this (laughs) afternoon? How about after this call? Right. And, but it's like a thing. Like people are like, well, I've got this on my calendar and I'll do it then. But, What happens is then then gets pushed and we get distracted and all of that. And of course, everything's not primary importance. You can't do everything now. You'll make yourself crazy. But those critical needle moving things, let's close the gap on that. Let's, let's do it like just say, okay, I'll do that now.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, So just start, uh, act on your desires and fantasies. So that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing. Our de- I'll talk about desires and then I'll talk about fantasies. So, our desires, I believe that desire is causative, meaning it's how we know the direction that we're supposed to be going in. And it's the way our purpose, if you will, speaks to us. Okay. It's the way our, our life map speaks to us. And it's through these small and large desires. So, a small desire might be like, hey, I want those shoes. Uh, a large desire might be hey he's a nice looking man right like or or that's the i want to be an oscar winning you know actress right like you could have big and small desires and they they if you start following them they point you they're the breadcrumbs that lead you to a bigger life and then the fantasy bit is that most people don't acknowledge that they have fantasies I, and whether we're talking sexual fantasies, i like, that's part of it. It's like, what is that telling you about your life and what you want? But also like, what do you fantasize about? But don't tell anyone that, that's not sexual. That's like, you know, maybe you really want to be on stage. Like you really want to be speaking to people and, and you have this secret fantasy to do that, but you're, you haven't told anyone about
0: mm-hmm.
1: what are those things? cause they lead the way to, to your purpose.
0: Yeah. One of my, one of my kind of things that was kind of like, I don't know if you call it a fantasy. It was like the, it was like the far goal. And I remember seeing uh, the CEO of Netscape, uh, Mark Andreessen, and he, he had built the world's largest sailboat and the thing was, I don't know, a billion dollars or something stupid. I remember seeing the article of him and I always thought, I always thought, you know, I don't think I'm going that far because that's there's a bit of luck to that, especially with you know going public with the company, especially uh, in the technology field that they went into. Um, but you know, I was like that if if I could do that, that would be freaking awesome. Um, have you done ton, it? Uh, still working on it. I've got like a little paper uh, sailboat that I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have I do have being an Oscar winning actress on my bucket list. Uh number 9 create the time for things.
1: Yeah. So you got to create the time for things. Like if you want something you actually have to create the time for it. What? Like so much I know isn't it shocking? But so many people say, "Oh, I want that, but I'm so busy I can't do that." And that's just BS. It yeah. means that you either don't want it badly enough or you've got a subconscious block around going after what you want Mm -hmm. because if it really, those are often part and parcel of the same thing. They're they're not always separate, but like if you want something badly enough and you don't have that, uh, internal block around it, you will create the time. Haven't you had that experience, Chris? Like you've kind of been resisting something. You've been blocked around it. Something clicks into gear and suddenly you're like on it and doing it. The time was always there. It wasn't like, your work life just instantaneously opened up. You created that time because you wanted it badly enough now.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. you nailed it on the head. There are times, especially when I have a high energy level and I'm really focused and I'll like beat into whatever that item is. And then I'll get it done. I'll be like, geez, that was so easy. Like <laughs> why did I put that totally. on for so long? Uh, learn and live laws. I think this one's an interesting point here. Uh, it's There are seven universal laws of success and uh, learn and live the laws.
1: Yeah, so this is one of the things that I really learned and studied and mastered when I was making my big quantum leap and and continue to teach from and uh, study and apply. So there are seven fundamental foundational universal laws that govern the universe and they are, when you understand how to work them, the mechanism of them, and you live your life according to them as opposed to against them, like pushing, like pretending like they don't exist kind of thing, Mm -hmm. everything becomes easier. So a good analogy of this would be like the law of gravity. It's there, whether you understand it or not. I'm totally
0: against the law of gravity, (laughs) especially as I get older. I'm not liking it. I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm petitioning against it. I have a, I have a GoFundMe or whatever online. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Do you have one of those like inversion machines, right? I do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It turns me over at night and I'm like, screw gravity.
1: (laughs) So like it works whether you understand that law. Sure. Right. I don't understand. I I could not explain gravity, but I know that when I drop this pen, it's going to fall to the ground. Like my experiential knowledge is there.
0: Yeah. My face is working on that gravity program. Uh, so understand the laws of cause and effect. That's important. Uh, this is number 11. Take personal responsibility, to the laws of cause and effect. Um, and, uh, you know, and I love this one. This is one of my favorite ones that I always talk to about entrepreneurs being self-actualized. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you have to be fully expressed as yourself and this can be a really super scary thing for people. I know that When I started this journey, one of the things that kept going on in my head was like, and I didn't really have the words for it, Chris, but I, I was like, I'm so worried about what other people think. I'm like turning outside of myself to figure out what's right and, and what I should do and what's right and wrong. And like, it feels, I felt so trapped around it Mm. and the funny story around this that's embarrassing, but I share it anyways because I think it like shows how like off the deep end I was. There was one point where I looked over at my dog who was like doing dog things, okay? And I was like, oh, I wonder if, if he's upset at me because I didn't do blah, blah, blah. Like, what, what the, what the friggity frick? Okay, like my dog is not in judgment. Can I tell you? Okay, like th- my dog is not going. You're right. You're wrong. You you should be ashamed of that, right? It's just crazy. Are you wearing so. that today? Yeah, totally. <laughs> that sort of you thing. Know?
0: You know, seriously, so. are you wearing those shoes with that dress? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's no good, man. I think
0: that's a cat that does that, though. It's more the cat that that does that does the judging. <laughs> Dogs Goodness. are like, give but me a was- treat. Was- uh.
1: It was such a freaking wake up call, Chris. You know, because I was, I did not know how to, to make good decisions for myself because it was so much based on what other people said, what society said, what was out there. And so I was always um, contorting myself, quite frankly, Mm -hmm. to fit into someone else's mold. And you can't, you can't be you in this world and grow and make make clear decisions if you are not owning yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was a big, that was a big part of my breakthrough in terms of finances as well.
0: And you can get in the trap of, of trying to be who, what you think it should be, or, you know, I'm kind of in the trap of what I thought a CEO should be, or what someone who's uh, ultra rich should be and do and own. And yeah. And then you, you kind of wake up one day and you're like, well, this party runs as long as I'm paying for it. But the the only reason anyone likes me is, is because I am, um, and then you end up owning shit that owns you and, and you're just like, I don't even like half this stuff. (laughs) It's like, I'm just doing this to impress people that, uh, I love the old fight club line that to impress people that, that don't, you're, you know, you buy all this stuff to impress people that they don't care. Um, and, and, and there are people, I think women struggle with this more just because of the way they're, they're designed, um, and God bless them. But I think they struggle more with what people think of them. Uh, and, and they they're a little bit more concerned about that than, than men are. Men are just kind of like, ah, fuck it, I'm just going through. Um, and, um, and and there are a lot of people that think you know that's one thing that holds them up they feel people are judging them they're like well if i do something wrong or i make a mistake everyone's going to see it and they're going to be like oh that guy's an idiot over there um i remember keeps uh,
2: trapped.
0: yeah and and it traps you and fortunately uh most of us as we get older we kind of realize that most people really just don't give a crap about <laughs> like I remember, I remember a, I I I think I had one of my exes say it. She's she's like, you need to dress up before we go to the restaurant. And I'm like, why? I can afford to go to the oyster bar. You know, I work really hard. I did all this hard work. I'm going on my shorts, and I don't care. She's like, well, people see you, they'll judge you. And I'm like, like everyone's not sitting at the oyster bar going, Chris is here. It's time to review Chris. And look at <laughs> his fashion statement that he's making. Um. So there's that, you know, but it's definitely important. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think we're at to uh, look at your results. Uh, looking at your results. If you're not getting results you want, guess what? You're in the story. excuse or some lie that helps you stay exactly where you are in a safe place.
1: Yeah. So this is important. So you know how we've been talking about the blind spot, the sketoma, the, the belief patterns, the subconscious programming, all of that that keeps you hitting that same level over and over again and not getting the results you want. Mm-hmm. The, the, the way to know if you're in a story, if you're in that sort of psych, psycho-cybernetics, like uh, uh, self-leveling experience, is to look at your results. Mm -hmm. It's really super simple. But if you've been getting the same results that you've been getting for the last three months, six months, two years, 10 years, if you keep saying at the beginning of the year, I'm going to start the new fitness routine. I'm going to let go of the weight. I'm going to grow my business X amount. I'm going to uh, have a better relationship, whatever that is. I don't care what that is. But if you keep saying you want, want something, but you keep getting basically, the same results you're you're locked in a story you're trapped yep. yeah
0: yeah i'm still working with my script writers on mine but that's why people hire people like you is to write mm-hmm. better improve that script take it to the next level uh number 13 better your best this sounds yeah. like a new song better you better you, you better <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh better your best you can always uh this is about always growing to the next level and living in the growth mindset yeah. Cause you've always got to go to the next level. And then of course there are changes that come at you from life and business that you've got to adjust to as well. It doesn't like, I always thought that once I got successful in business, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, just milk that trajectory for 40 years. But it's not business changes, life changes, uh, circumstances change and, and you have to adopt or and adapt or both.
1: Also, also I would say if you don't keep growing, Mm -hmm. you're dying. You've heard that before. You're either creating or you're disintegrating. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we don't, there's a mess of balance or homeostasis or like, I'm going to get there and then I'm going to retire. Well, guess what? No, you have to keep growing. Otherwise you will emotionally be miserable. Okay. So that's what bettering your best. I mean, it helps your business bottom line, but it also helps your psychology as well.
0: Definitely. And it keeps you on your edge. I love uh, Warren Buffett saying that he'll retire seven years after he dies. So (laughs) I'm going with that. Probably have to actually at this point. Uh, (laughs) Number 14, have integrity. Treat everyone with respect, whether they're the assistant or the CEO, busboy or the owner. This is really important, I think.
1: Absolutely. I don't like, here's the thing. It seems so obvious, but, oftentimes people are very status oriented and they get caught up in ego and it's just not pretty. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't serve you. doesn't serve the world. And if anyone on my team tells me one of my clients has treated them poorly, like I I'm, I'm like, Whoa, okay. We're having a conversation or, or if it's, totally egregious, which that has never actually happened where it's been over the friggin' top. They would just wouldn't be a client anymore. Like yeah. it, it's like, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm very pleased that I don't attract people like that, but I'm just not available for people who treat other people poorly. Now this doesn't mean that different people have different roles and responsibilities and all of that, but it, it is, there's respect.
0: Yeah. And I've seen that with CEOs that I've studied to work with. Um, there's, and it, 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 it almost is in itself a destructive uh, scotoma or pattern that they have, a, a sabotage that they have. I mean, I've met some CEOs that their, their path of destruction is, is barely staying behind their avalanche of success. And you're just like, you're really not that far off from hitting the wall. Uh, Steve Jobs was uh, a lot of that way. Um, he wasn't quite as destructive, but he was very destructive to staff of people. Um, and, uh, well, and actually to a few other people, I believe his daughter and, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there, you know, some people have that integrity is a real, uh, important thing to do because if your head gets lost in the ego game, you can really either have an inflated value of yourself, um, that becomes kind of, uh, just beyond the world of fantasy. And then you're out of touch with reality and you don't see what's coming at you until the yeah. uh, until that train comes down the pike. Um, uh, number 15, last one here in your 15 list, uh, master the mental aspect of success. I really love these. You have leverage over your subconscious programming and stop sabotaging your success.
1: Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about this already, but there's just so much to this. You have to manage your mindset because if, let's say, let's say you make a mistake, your ego, going back to the previous one, your ego gets the best of you. You're all like, got this high sense of self and not that that's bad. I think everyone needs to like and love themselves quite frankly. Um, but not in a, I'm better than you kind of way. Okay. So, but let's say there's a mistake misstep. You're tired. You're something bad happened. You're grumpy. And you know, it's the first time in 10 years and you snap at someone. Okay. Mm. Are you going to crucify yourself in that moment and stop yourself from any growth? That would not be having a mental aspect for success. Okay. Like the, the, the way to look frame it or look at it is to own, use that personal responsibility piece. I own that. I, that was a misstep. That was a mistake. That's not who I want to be. That's not who I am at my core. Um, apologize, learn what you need to do differently. Maybe I need more sleep. Maybe I need to not have so much on my plate. Maybe I need to, um, frame the conversation differently at the beginning so I don't get triggered, whatever it is. And then let it go. Yeah. Okay. And, and learn from it. That's how to manage your mindset. But so many people and there's so many, that's just one example, but there's so many people who, who get stuck in the rumination, get stuck in the self-flagellation, the, the personal judgment, the voices in their head, and they can't then keep going. That's where they stop.
0: That's okay. why I have multiple personalities. It helps segment the voices in my head. Um, <laughs> But no, you're, you're definitely right. That's what I love about being self-employed. You really have to self-actualize and you have to have a lot of responsibility. If you don't, you're going to have some problems, but, um, it, it makes you get really clear. And if you don't, it probably will make you, uh, get really clear on, you better know who you are. You better know who you're, what you're responsible to. And uh, one other point to that, um, that, 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 that I was reminded about, it can affect you and your business too. If you don't, perform with integrity and a good moral sort of compass and how you treat other uh, the human beings. Um, you know, I, I, I have a lot of friends who write books, they speak and everything. And, uh, all you'll hear these whisper things where you'll hear about the reputation because you'll be like, you know, that guy who goes up and tells how to be the greatest human being and love everyone and hug and all that kind of crap. Yeah you should see what they do to their assistants. If they screw up behind the stage or something and they just tear somebody like I've had, there's some stories that gone around about how they've, they've torn their people up, just destroyed them backstage and like with people watching and then people just go, you're a freaking fraud.
1: (laughs) Totally. And it affects
0: their business and stuff.
1: Absolutely. I think there's two things on this that I want to share. One stress is real. Um, but that's still unacceptable if you're you, you need to walk your talk. Yeah. And one of the biggest compliment, I am not perfect, Chris. Okay. I just want to raise is. my hand and say I'm not perfect. Okay.
0: I'll join but you. But one
1: in- of yeah. That I'm not <laughs>
0: perfect. Not not that you're not perfect. I don't know you well enough. But I'll take your word for it.
1: But one of the biggest compliments I had ever in my career was I was at an event, I was on stage, I was teaching, it was one of these summits that I do. And one of my staff members, she was a contractor at the time, she's now an employee, but she was a contractor who had worked for me for a couple years at that point, came to the event as an attendee. She was really interested in what I was doing and came as an attendee. And I was talking about this very thing. Okay. And people were asking questions and she basically said the same thing that you said, like, I work with so many people in this industry and they say this thing, but then they treat you like crap behind the scenes. And the thing that I, the reason I'm here in this room is because Amira doesn't do that. And I was like, kind of like my ego got a little bit big, I have to admit, but I was like, Oh, that's such a great reflection. Cause I don't like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm holding myself to a high standard, but I'm not thinking that I'm so different from any, everyone. But I think that this is a big, pro- there's actually a really big problem in the transformational coaching industry in general, the the lack of integrity and in walking your talk. Um, and, and also just in life in general, you know, yeah. I, I really, I, Again, I'm not saying that you have to be perfect and yeah, no, crucify no. yourself if you're not, yeah. but there is like, you, you know, when you're not, you know, when you're yeah. not walking the, the talk.
0: Yeah. yeah, And sometimes you got to apologize and be like, I'm sorry, man. I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed today and, and uh, didn't have my coffee. And, and uh, I always liken it to uh, that SNL bit with uh, uh, Chris Farley where he, where he grabs the, where he grabs, uh, it was Dana Carvey. No, he grabs uh, the other gentleman and he, he goes, ah, oh, I'm hungry. And, <laughs> and I've always, one of my favorite shirts when I was going through veganism was I would, uh, please please forgive me for the things I say while I'm starving or something <laughs> you
1: know angry all, is real right angry
0: is real yeah we've all been there we've had those moments but you know like you say consistency and stuff like that so great tips that you have there you've got a lot of other good stuff that you know we could probably be reading through your website for a while lots of wonderful free stuff action items the speed scaling the jump start your income break through you go through that in your podcast as well so it's great you have this wonderful material people can engage with and they can go to the unstoppable dot Uh, you have the business boot camp, the summit. I hope that goes off. Well, I've got my fingers crossed as well, uh, for different events happening in the end of this year. And then I have my big show CS in January that I'm hoping they're gonna have testing for. I'm going to cry if they cancel that show. I'll be in tears. Uh, but, uh, uh, great stuff. And how long have you been doing this Amir?
1: So about six years. Nice. So yeah, it's been, it's been so much fun. The business keeps growing. I, I love my clients. Like it lights me up every single day. Like that, this is what I get to do in this world. And to see, like see people really step forward and it's not just me that's had the success, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are people who are just starting out in their career and they're now like, they're going from the 5k months to the 10k month. That's huge for them. And then other people who, have gone from sort of similar, even better than what I did, went from 188 to 1.2 in one year. That was a fricking like, woo woo you know? <laughs> um, and I just get so much, but, but let me step back from the money stuff because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we, we, we do, you know, we're in business. Like, we, let's not shy away from the money stuff. But fundamentally, it's like my clients get to live at such a higher level, they, they start, like we were talking about, like they start liking themselves and they start loving themselves and they stop feeling trapped in like they, they like they have to contort themselves to, to get by in life. And they start being freaking in charge of their world and they're no longer like trapped and feeling afraid. And I love that.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's amazing because we always think of people that make a lot of money or the successful that they're perfect and they've got it all, their shit all figured out. And uh, that's not true. I mean, you can be making $3 million a year and you can be unhappy as shit. I think that's where I've been. Uh, And you're just like, why does everyone hate me? I thought the more successful I would be, the more people would like me, but it seems like I just can never do enough for anybody. Um, and you know, so we all go through that and it's fun to see people start out. Uh, one of the things that hopefully will come out of this, this, uh, crisis we're going through, um, is, and, and people in my tech community, people in Silicon Valley that I'm friends with are already starting to talk about this after the great recession that we had in 2008, um, a whole lot of wonderful dynamic, new technologies and new entrepreneurs came onto the scene and we and and all these people it, it forced them into an opportunity to create new things um we talked about this pre-show there's there's probably gonna be a lot of divorces happening so there's gonna be a lot of people you know recreating their lives and maybe starting a new maybe starting some new businesses getting out of molds that they had before and so there's there's uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of destruction, but, uh, I, I don't know about your life, but I've been through some destruction in mine, some catharsis moments that have, uh, torn me down, rebuilt me and put me on some better pathways. I certainly went through that in 2008, which kind of makes me more comfortable with what's going on right now. Um, because I'm, I lived through that and I, I adjusted and changed in my trajectory and, And so now I can look at this and go, I think I could be okay as long as I don't get that virus. (laughs) But uh, even then, maybe I'll survive that too. Who knows? I'm going to do whatever I can to stay out of it. (laughs) So anything more we need to know, Amira, uh, about you and uh, what you guys are doing there?
1: Really, you know, if people are interested in not like self-actualization in the form of growing their business, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. Okay, this is, this is my bailiwick. This is what I help people do. I help them get out of their own way and really rock it out and, and become unstoppable, which doesn't mean that you're perfect. Okay. It, but it does mean that you close the gap on time and you, you move through those internal self-sabotages so much quicker.
0: Awesome sauce. So you yeah. can reach out to her at theunstoppablewoman.com dot com. You can listen to her podcast. You can get in with her business coaching. You can attend her summit and webinars and things. And uh, she's got a lot of great recommendations too here on her website blog post. She has her own blog too as well. And uh, yeah, man, this is a great time. You know, I, 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 when I hear that people are just sitting around vegging out on some of this stay home stuff, you know, maybe their employer has said, yeah, "Here's some money." some unemployment money, just stay home for, you know, a month or two. And people are like, Oh, I'm going to sit and catch up on, you know, Game of Thrones or something. No, man, this is a great time to reinvest in yourself and, and to maybe either get better at what you're currently doing with your company and, and uh, learn some more education so you can provide more value and make more money and maybe uh, uh, move up the ranks or start a new business. I mean, this is, Usually in times like this, there's, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, There's a lot of uh, volatile change that's going to take place. And, and uh, there's a lot of new models that we're going to have to look at. I mean, there's, we're really shaking up the model business here uh, with the pandemic and what's going to happen to business and unemployment and, and the new way we have to think and interact with each other in business and uh, everything else that we've been talking on the Chris Voss show. So mm. it's a good time to get into that. So anyway, I appreciate you being on the show, Amira. It's been wonderful. And we've given some people some incredible tools and, and valuable resources they can take and use.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Chris. This was fun to jam with you. I love your sense of humor.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Anytime. So you know. We love, love to have you back. If you come back, uh, it's like SNL. If you come back several times, we air like a robe and everything. Um, okay,
2: cool.
0: yeah, it, it'll have gum in the pockets, but it's, you know, we don't have SNL's budget. So, um, but, uh, it's not used gum though. I mean not I
2: don't
0: know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, guys. Well, we certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to go to Amira's, uh, website, the Check her out, reach out to her. She's also on the Twitter sphere there, the Facebook, the Instagram, the LinkedIn, the YouTube. She's got her own YouTube channel. So you can take an, Watch and learn. And I, I really implore people, this is a great time if you're sitting around at home, learn some new stuff, expand your mind, expand yourself, change your life. I mean, I've been through these cathartic changes before, and this is, and you can look at them as a depressing, dark time, and there is going to be a struggle there, but there is also opportunity. And sometimes that opportunity is, these, these, these are those moments for that opportunity so uh be sure to capture them thanks to my audience for always being here we certainly appreciate you guys watch for upcoming interviews we've got a uh, I think we have a uh, we have a candidate who's running for governor of a state uh, coming up we have some great book authors coming up as well be sure to go to youtube.com for slash chris voss hit that bell ding notification i do my own sound effects it's that kind of show um Notifications. So you get all the notifications for all those cool videos. This one will be up, of course, on the Chris Voss Show if you're listening on the audio podcast. Uh, you can also go to thecvpn.com or Network.com. We have this amazing technology. You can click either of those links and they go to the same place. Whoa. It's, it's like 2020 right now. So you can subscribe to nine different podcasts and uh, you can learn all sorts of stuff. Meanwhile, you can listen to uh, Amira's podcast as well, and your brain is going to be so large, you may have to get a larger skull. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next time.